Your visions will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes. Carl Jung, or Jung, or Jung, it's J-U-N-G. So the guy I worked with um, let me take over his lease and his high-rise apartment in Euclid. And he did leave a couch just like he said he would. So the apartment had two things in it. It had this couch and me. That's it. I slowly added small things like a few dishes from the dollar store and a towel. Um, This was not a nice place by any means. I mean, I had lived with fleas, maggots, my dad, animal feces, and I've even slept on floors covered in so many dead flies that in the dark, it felt like rolling over hundreds of balls of lint, but I never dealt with roaches before. And his building, and this building introduced me to roaches, a lot of them. So my plan to get a place to live where Daisy and I could spend time together wasn't turning out like I had hoped that it would. But at least I wasn't living in an automobile again. So I wanted to make the most of it. The trouble is, I was finding out in a hurry that I was not good with being alone. Uh, For the first few weeks in that apartment, I was terribly sick with nerves. And I couldn't eat a thing outside of crackers and water. Um, Pretty suddenly, being in a new place, a new city... And in a new life seemed unbearable to me. I had hated the chaos, the violence, and the unpredictability of living with my family, but at least it was familiar to me. So spending all my free time in this empty apartment was a scary new reality for me. And it turns out um, I didn't like the quiet. I did try to go to the house to do laundry at my sister's, but for some reason she wouldn't allow it. I'm not sure why, but I do know that I was kind of hurt by that. Doing laundry there, I thought, would at least afford me a few hours of not being at home alone. But it wasn't allowed. So I spent my days listening to the sound of orgasms spewing out of random windows as I sat on my 12th floor balcony chain-smoking, And I spent my nights working myself to death in that hell of a job that I had. So I was 18 years old, and I'm living like a 60-year-old army veteran with PTSD on disability. But um, at least I still had Daisy. Daisy grew up uh, helping out at her aunt's salon, washing hair, and sweeping floors, so enrolling in cosmetology was a natural fit for her, and she did just that. A few nights a week, she would work at KFC, so unless I went up to see her at work, I didn't see her much during the week. Whenever we did have a few hours to hang out, we spent it in my dismal apartment, having sex and sitting on the balcony. Things weren't really unfolding the way I had hoped they would now, but Now that I had my own place, and although my relationship was going pretty well, the distance between who I was becoming and who Daisy was becoming was still expanding. Um, Cosmetology school brought uh, a whole new type of person into the mix. 
I would visit Daisy sometimes at school, and um, I even served as a model once so she could demonstrate a men's haircut. And I jokingly told the class that Daisy couldn't find a man to model, so I volunteered to sit in instead. For the most part, I liked her classmates, but I began to notice just how different I was from them. They mainly gossiped about terrible mistakes made with boys and laughed it all off. But I had a hard time hearing these stories and finding them funny. For one, I've always thought that people's sex lives should be private and sacred between the two people participating in it. And after the hippie kid thing, um, I didn't feel comfortable having these types of girls around Daisy. I did trust her, and I never protested her having these friends, but secretly I hoped that she wouldn't get too close to some of them. Um, and the same was true of her co-workers at the KFC. Because <clears throat> she would tell me stories about how her co-workers were getting drunk in the store after closing time and sleeping with each other in the restaurant. And I wasn't a big fan of that, but I also understood what teenagers did. So I dealt with it. Not always gracefully, but I trusted her still. I just didn't like her being around people who may be bad. Um, bad people bring bad things, and she was the last person I wanted bad things to be, to, uh, be around. Um, at this point, I was 18. I didn't drink or do anything other than smoke cigarettes because um, I had a lot at stake living on my own, and I had I had seen firsthand what drugs and alcohol do to people. And I wasn't in a hurry to become one of the people I had grown up around. And because I didn't do these things anymore, I tried to avoid anybody who did. I even avoided my own friends because of this reason. And so Daisy being around people like this wasn't great, but she had her shit together for the most part. And she wasn't big on drugs and alcohol anyways. Um, not to mention Daisy wasn't the type of girl who wanted to disappoint her family and I didn't want to disappoint them either. Um, I really loved and respected them. And if I was to someday be part of the family, I didn't want them to ever worry about me being unreliable or, or not doing my best for their daughter. So alcohol and drugs were not a part of our life on any level. Um, so Daisy and I had been together at this point about two years and even though I thought of her as my wife, we never seriously talked about marriage or children. It just—it was just something I had secretly dreamt about and quietly planned for. Um, I had never even suggested that she move in with me or anything like that. And it makes sense because I was only 18 and she still had another year of high school. So marriage and children conversation, conversations weren't really in the immediate plans. And the job I had wasn't the sort of job that you can build a life around. So before any of that kind of talk take place, I would at least need a better job. Um, even though we never talked about starting a family, we didn't take any precautions to avoid it either. We didn't use any sort of protection and we hadn't used any for over a year at this point. And I guess we had just gotten lucky just relying on good timing on my part. Um, we had been together hundreds of times and only had one pregnancy scare so far. 
And when I say scare, I mean like terror because she was a Catholic girl with a huge Italian family. The kind of Italian family that has parties in empty buildings on Cleveland's west side or east side. Um, The kind of Italian family that keeps cartons of cigarettes in the van outside. And if you want to get back into the party, you have to tell the guy at the door that Uncle Donnie sent you out to get smokes. And when you go back down to the basement where the food is being cooked, you notice that the wall behind the stove that was there before is no longer there. And a bar full of cigar-smoking Goombas have taken its place. So making a mistake like a teenage pregnancy was not a great long-term strategy to keep me alive. Um, and still, like fools, we we never used any protection. Um, <clears throat> so we were two years in at this point, and two and a half years maybe, and we were no different. And so whenever a night came and we can get an hour or two to kill, we took it. It was a typical visit. We embraced, looked each other over, And between kisses, we talked about how much we missed each other. Then we got to work. I need to get this out, so I'll try to do this event justice without being too graphic. Um, It was a normal session for us, just like it had been from our first kiss. We worked together seamlessly. Any move I made, she complimented perfectly. Our bodies were like a flock of birds turning in unison. Every chance I took was met with the appropriate reaction from her, and there was never any guesswork or choreography between us. We just always worked well together, and this visit was just like any other. Um, As time passed, um, the moment did arrive when it was almost time to begin the last phase of the session. And I wanted to make sure we had enough time after we were finished to smoke so we could smoke on the balcony and just look at the lake together, just like every other time. And so I moved on to the parts of her body that the rest of the world had to just imagine. And that's when I noticed that something about this visit wasn't just like any other visit. I felt something. I froze for a second and I searched her face for a reaction, but there was nothing. She just saw my face and began to get concerned, just like I did. Because I had this feeling that something was wrong with her and that she was unaware of it. So I had to go back in and figure out what was going on. So we got off that stupid couch and went to the bathroom to get to the bottom of this, but I had forgotten that the light in there in the bathroom had been blown out for weeks. Either way, I continued in the dark, and uh, I managed to find the same odd texture that I felt before, and I got it pinned between two of my fingers. But before I did anything else, I told her to tell me if it hurt and that I would stop if it did. So she nodded, and I began to carefully pull my hand back. And since she didn't react to this subtle movement, I pulled out completely, uh, careful not to lose whatever was gripped between my fingers, until finally I had it out, and more importantly, 
Daisy seemed okay. So I looked down and it took me a second to process what I was holding, but what I was trying to focus on in that dark bathroom was the moonlight from the balcony highlighting hundreds of wrinkles on what appeared to be plastic wrap or cellophane until it registered that I was holding a condom. Instantly, my free hand covered my mouth and I tried to scream. I screamed, but nothing came out. Um, My vision went blurry, but I couldn't hear or I couldn't hear anything or make any sounds. And it took me a good two seconds before I was able to get control of my body again. And that's also when I remembered that what I was holding didn't look familiar to me and definitely was not mine. And so I let go of both of them and stumbled to the couch with one hand over my mouth and the other hand held out straight in order to keep it away from my body. My eyes felt like they had an air hose stabbed into them and air was being pumped into my head. I collapsed on the couch and I stared at the floor, just repeating over and over again, that isn't mine, that isn't mine. And I felt like I was underwater. And I remember a fuzzy looking daisy trying to console me by feverishly stroking my hair and kissing my face, but I couldn't feel anything. I sat on the couch completely naked, and she knelt next to me on the floor naked. I recognized her shape, her skin, her scent, her voice, her eyes. I recognized everything except for her. And my senses started to return, and fading in to my awareness was her voice saying to me, Jimmy, it's yours. She lied, and her tears were running now from my knee down to my ankle. And I began to notice that every place where her skin was touching mine started to warm up until it felt hot. Her, her touch got so hot that I had to get up and walk away from her. Touching her didn't feel the same anymore. In an instant, everything that had happened between us meant nothing. Every promise was a lie, and every hope for the future that I had fought to hold on to had disappeared. My purpose disintegrated in an instant, and suddenly I not only had no idea who she was anymore, but I didn't recognize myself anymore. I was in the second grade again, being held in the air by Mr. Swoboda. I smell like a sewer. How did I get here? I just wanted to write poems and listen to music. I wanted to hop trains and meet fascinating misfits all over the world. I should be living at home with my mom and my brothers watching TV. I'm not supposed to be alone in a dark apartment. I'm not supposed to be working a terribly dangerous job. I'm not supposed to be a dropout. I'm not supposed to be getting hurt anymore. I was just on the couch an hour ago making love to Daisy. How did I get here? I should have told her no. I should have not let her come over tonight. I should have stayed underwater when I was nine. I shouldn't have made a fuss when I had pneumonia for two weeks. I should have left my mom alone at her boyfriend's and just let it take me. I asked too much of her. I'm on the 12th floor. That should be high enough. No, 
that's stupid. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm useless. I have a bad family. I'm a loser. I smell like a sewer. I'm too skinny. I should just let mom be happy. I'm not allowed to have family. Daisy is way too pretty for me. I shouldn't be here. She promised me she wouldn't do this. This shouldn't be happening. She's not a bad person. This isn't her. I don't deserve her. I hate my teeth. I want to go home.
best I can.